Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, would you let us know? Send an email to toledocalvary.org. We would love to hear what God is doing in your life today. Well, good morning, Calvary. So good to see you this morning. And this morning, I titled my message, The Power of Our Words. And so I'm excited to talk to you about this today. Uh, this is something I wrestled with uh, the last couple of weeks, I, you know, knowing I was going to preach. And, you know, I thought I was going to go a different direction. And God just kept bringing this back to me and back to me. And so it's the power of our words. And did you know there is 171,000 words in the English dictionary? And there are 6, 000, uh, over 6,000 different ways to say them. In our world, words matter. Words have the power to change. They can transform a person into a better person of themselves, or they can send someone into, down a dark hole. I remember growing up in, as a kid, and uh, kids, we had a certain way to talk to each other when we wanted to hurt them. We would say, you know, tons of negative things. Uh, you knew how to make fun of somebody. I remember, you know, as a kid, before I would go out the door, uh, I would check my clothes and see, okay, are, are my pants too high right now? Or, is, you know, there's something not looking right because someone's going to make fun of somebody today. Or they would say something about your hair or the way you just looked that day. Uh, kids have a way to hurt people. They do it a lot on the playground. They do it a lot in the neighborhoods. And I remember this time uh, being with a bunch of, of uh, you know, kids in the neighborhood. And, uh, you know, this was starting to take place. You know, you know, hey, look at the way you're dressed today. Uh, you know, this is going on. And all of a sudden, this one kid pulled it out. He told a mama joke. You know what I'm talking about? A mama joke. He said... This kid, told, I can't believe he said this to him. He says, kid told the other kid, your mama is so dumb, she returned a donut because it had a hole in it. So, and we all stood back like, whoa, my goodness. And I'm standing there thinking, why would his mom return a donut because it had a hole in it? Why didn't she just eat it? And church, you got to know, I wasn't the person that said that either. So just be clear on that. And what happened, the emotions broke out from there. This kid got so mad, and what did he do? The fight broke out. There was a saying when I was a kid, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And that's not really true, because there are some things that people have said to you or to me that, that really hurt us. The words they say didn't just bounce off of us. They stuck to us. They hurt us deeply. Words have impacted our lives in a huge way. And I want you to grasp this today. Our words are powerful. Our words have power. And our tongue is like a piece of dynamite. When I thought about this this week, our tongue is like a piece of dynamite. It is waiting to explode sometimes. And it can be explosive. And when things explode, what happens? It's messy. There's mess to clean up. Our tongue is like a piece of dynamite. Our three-inch muscle in our mouth can be used for good or it can be used for bad. 
And I want you to see this today. Our tongue is powerful. If you have your Bibles with you today, with you today go ahead and open them up to Proverbs 18.21. We're going to spend a lot of time today in Proverbs. But 18.21 says this, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Sometimes we don't realize the power we have in our mouth. It's the power of life and death. The tongue has the power of life and death. Those who love it will eat its fruit. And the first thing I want you to see is this today. Your tongue is powerful. Please understand it. Your tongue is powerful. You have to realize you have dynamite in your mouth. And it's sitting there and it's waiting to explode. And sometimes we let this explode way too many times. The tongue has the power to physically move people. A few years ago on a Sunday here during third service, the fire alarm went off. Naturally, you would think people, we'd get up and move because the fire alarm is going off. But no, we, we just kept sitting. And Pastor Chad would say, hey, the fire alarm's going off. We need to exit the building. People physically got up and they moved. His words physically moved people to say, hey, we need to move. Throughout history, we've seen the words that have physically moved people with the speech they have given. Patrick Henry, March 23rd, in 19, I mean, sorry, 1775, give me liberty or give me death. The Gettysburg Address by Abraham Lincoln in 1863, four score and seven years ago, our fathers, fourth on this continent, a new nation. Martin Luther King, 1963, I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. These words were powerful. They moved people. Our words have the power to physically move people. Number two, the tongue has the power to ignite emotions. My emotions, your emotions have been ignited with just words. The week after Summer Blast on Wednesday night, uh, I went down to our kids' ministry, walking around to see how things were going. And at this time, all the boys were coming out of the elementary, and they were lining up in the hallway, and I'm asking the question, hey, boys, what are you doing tonight? You guys got to be going outside. You're going to play kickball, dodgeball. You're going to be doing something fun. And they just had this look on their face. And I'm like, something's wrong. I said, what are you guys doing? They said, we got to go plant flowers. I'm like, you got to go plant flowers? Yeah, where you got to go plant flowers? They weren't thrilled about it. So my response probably didn't help the situation at all. And I started to say, boys, you know what? Boys don't plant flowers. They play in the dirt. And they looked at me, and they were like, you're right. You're right. And I said it again. Boys don't plant flowers. They play in the dirt. And so these boys, I was proud of them, church. They started chanting, boys don't play the boys don't plant flowers. They play in the dirt. And all these boys started doing it. And I stood back and was like so happy to see this happen, taking place. I joined them and started saying the same thing. I didn't want these boys to go out and plant flowers. I wanted them to play in the dirt. And while we're chatting, we're doing these things, I look down, there's this little kid next to me, and he has this shirt on. And he has this logo on it. And I, and I, I can't believe I said these words to him. Because on this logo on the shirt, was, it was a logo of the Steelers. And, and I know this kid well and his family, and I pray often for them because they're Steelers fans. <laughs> and so church, I just looked at him, 
And I said, hey, hey, man, do you know a bird pooped on your shirt? <laughs> He's like, what? I said, yeah, that Steelers thing you got on your shirt, a bird pooped on your shirt. And he was like, what? He's like, who do you like? And I said, the Browns. And he stood back and he said, the Browns. He said, they stink. In my house, we say they stink all the time. And so all these little six-year-olds next to him, he's like, he went on to say, hey, he likes the Browns. They stink. And so the, all these group of six-year-olds are doing this. The Browns stink. The Browns stink. <laughs> Their emotions got going. My words ignited it. And then there, the elementary director, Kayla, came up to me, and she looked at me, and she goes, are you done? <laughs> yes, I'm done. Her volunteer standing next to her said, I know where you live. So, <laughs> my words ignited emotion. I had to apologize to the leaders. I had to go to the boy's mom and grandparents and say, hey, if he goes home and says the pastor said somebody pooped on his shirt, that was me. Forgive me. Our words can ignite emotion. Some of us have heard the words that somebody, a loved one in our family has passed away. Those words can cause hurt and be filled with so much emotion. Our words can ignite emotion. Our words are powerful. The next thing, the tongue has the power to start wars. If you look throughout history, wars have been started because of somebody's mouth. Fights have started. Murder has happened because of words. You may have even seen the war started in your home with your own kids. You're sitting at the dinner table. Things seem to be going smoothly. And the next thing you know, all your kids are arguing because somebody said something. And you're sitting back and saying, what just happened? A war broke out of the table. Words cause things. The tongue is powerful. Your tongue has the power to bring death. Look at this in Proverbs 18.21 again. The tongue has the power of life and death. Those who love it will eat its fruit. There's dynamite in your mouth. The tongue is the only tool that grows sharper with consistent use. The more you use your tongue, the sharper it gets. It's the only tool out there that does that. We say things that can destroy people on the inside. The tongue can bring death. This little three-inch muscle is dynamite. The tongue can kill people's self-esteem. Proverbs 15:4. The tongue that brings healing is a tree of life, but a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. There's a version, the message version says it like this: kind words heal and help. Cutting words wound and maim. I've shared with you guys many times growing up, uh, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so we didn't go to church. I didn't have much structure growing up, so I kind of did my own things, and I found myself in trouble a lot. And one of the places I found myself in trouble a lot was in school. And uh, I didn't want to be there. It was boring, I couldn't sit still. Uh, the teachers never looked forward to me coming every day. Um, I can see it on their face when I walk in. They're like, oh, he's here again today. Um, and I found myself being the class clown a lot. In my freshman year in high school, I found myself back in my principal's office for the many times that week. I think it was like the third or fourth time I was back in his office. And uh, he looked at me, 
And he was just shaking his head. And I'll never forget these words that he said to me. Because that day, he hurt me. He hurt my self-esteem. He's sitting there, he's shaking his head at me and saying, Mr. Kurtz, when are you going to grow up? You'll never amount to anything in this world. You'll never, you will fail in life. In his anger, he was just saying these things to me. But they wounded me. They killed my self-esteem. It caused me to struggle inside. And perhaps you're here, you've heard things like that, that you're gonna, you heard somebody say to you, you're going to be a nobody. You're a loser. You're never going to do anything with your life. And these words have stuck to you. They've injured you. They've hurt you. They destroy your self-esteem. And that's the power of words. They can hurt you, destroy you. The tongue kills people's dreams. Psalms 52.2, your tongue plots a destruction. It's like a, sh- a sharpened razor, you who practice deceit. There are some people who use their tongue to plot destruction, plotting to say negative things about people. We probably know somebody like that. That's all they do is say something negative about somebody. Their razor-sharp tongue kills people's dreams. There's some of you here today that God has placed a dream in your heart about your family, your finances, your career, and you don't think it can happen because someone told you it couldn't happen. They said, hey, there's no way you can do that. What are you thinking? And God is sent back and saying, look, I have a plan for your life. I've called you. This is what I want you to do. But you're sitting off to the side because someone else told you you couldn't do it. And I'm telling you, you can do it. Put your trust in me. But we're stuck because somebody's words. There's power in words. The tongue kills reputations. Proverbs 15.4, gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Our tongue can be so destructive. It's amazing how this little thing can be so evil. The tongue can lie. It can gossip. It can backbite. It can cause slander. The tongue can be so wicked. Even on social media, some of the things that we're saying on social media blows my mind. We think so many times, hey, I can get behind this screen and I can say whatever I want to say. And what we forget what's happening is people that we're all these friends that we're with on social media, you got your church friends, you got your non-church friends, and people are sitting back saying, whoa, did I just see them say that on social media? Don't they go to church? Hmm, they act that way? I guess we're no different. I don't need to go to church then. And some of you think, I'm good. I just write it. I'm just typing it out there. But it's the same thing. It's your words. And it's killing things. The tongue kills relationships. Proverbs 18.21 again. I want, you to, I want to share this version with you. It's out of the message version. It reads this way. It reads this way, sorry. Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. You choose. 
They're either poison or fruit. Words kill. And the number one thing that words kill are relationships. Words kill our relationships. Proverbs 15.4, kind words heal and help and cutting words wound and maim. Countless marriages have ended because of words that were spoken. Many parent and child relationships have been destroyed because of words have spoken. Friendships have been devastated because of the words that have been spoken. Don't say something permanently hurtful just because you're temporarily upset. We get upset. We're temporarily upset. And so what do we do? We say something that's permanently hurtful to somebody. Something can fly out of your mouth that injures or destroys a relationship. And we have to be careful what is coming out of our mouth. Remember, our mouth is like a piece of dynamite. It's waiting to explode. So far, we've seen that our tongue is powerful, and our tongue is so powerful that it can bring death. The next thing I want you to see is this. Your tongue has the power to bring life. Notice back in 18, Proverbs 18.21, the tongue has the power of life and death. The power of life. Understand this today. You can bring healing. Proverbs 12.18, the words of the reckless pierce like the swords, but the tongue of the wise bring healing. Your tongue has the power to bring healing to a broken, devastated relationship. Your words are the game changer. If you're here today and you've, uh, you have a broken relationship, the simple words, I'm sorry, or I was wrong, I love you, I support you, I believe in you, could bring change to that relationship. Proverbs 16:24. gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. I've seen relationships heal because of the power of words. And today, you have that, if you have that relationship that's fractured or injured, I want you to realize you have power in your mouth to heal that. I know some of you are sitting here and say, Keith, you don't understand the relationship that is broken, the person I got to deal with. They're so difficult. You don't get it. It's not even my fault. But guess what? You still can heal that by still saying, hey, I love you. I believe in you. Hey, I'm sorry. The power of words. Your tongue can bring healing to that relationship. You have, your tongue has the power of life in it. And don't you minimize how important the words you can say can bring healing to a relationship. Next thing is your tongue can bring, can diffuse anger. Your tongue can diffuse anger. We all find ourselves in situations with other people when tension is high, emotion is high, and there's anger. And we need to realize in those moments, you have power in your mouth to either put gas on the situation, that fire, or you can put water on the fire by simply what you say. Proverbs 15.1 again, a gentle response diffuses anger, but a sharp tongue kindles a temper fire. And some of us in our relationships, when we, are, we heat it and emotional things are tense, what do we do? We keep adding logs to the fire. We just keep talking and adding log after log and after log. And before you know it, that fire that started now is a forest fire. Because the logs that we keep adding to that fire, 
And we have to realize if we choose a gentle response, if we choose to be kind, if we choose to speak words of life, here's what you will find out. When there's all this anger and all this emotion building up and, you st- and this fire of anger is going, all you start to do is simply to put that fire out by your gentle response. The fire starts to go down by your response. And you have to ask yourself, do I want to create fires or do I want to put fires out? In your mouth, you have the power to stir, to stir up or calm down. Anger. In your mouth, you have the power to stir up or calm down anger. Simply by what you say. You can calm it down. You can cause anger to go down by simply what you say. There's power in your mouth. There's power in your words. Your tongue can build others up. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your, out of your mouth but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. With your tongue, you have the power to pull the potential out of people. Do you realize that there are people you have the ability to speak to and and they don't see their potential and you can pull out all the potential in them because the words you speak to them. You can help people change their life by simply the words you speak to them. You can speak life to someone. You can encourage the disencouraged by what you say. Your words can change somebody. I've been uh, on staff now here for 12 years and uh, as a pastor, and it was about year five being on staff. I was still doing kids' ministry, and at that point, I was emotionally and mentally, physically, I was drained. And I was going through this, I was under attack spiritually. And no other t- I've never felt an attack like this, like this before. And I felt like the enemy was sitting right on my shoulder, laughing at me and telling me, hey, you are worthless. You can't lead anything. You're looking at all these mistakes you're making. Why did you leave your other job to come do this? You should just stop right now. The enemy was just hit me with everything. And I started to wonder, did I have the gifts? I started to wonder, man, did I have the talent? I started to wonder, God, did you really call me? And I remember sitting with my wife and telling her how I felt and her saying to me, what is wrong with you? You know that's not true. And she started telling me all these positive things, but I was so far under this spiritual attack the enemy, I felt like the enemy telling me, hey, she's got to tell you those things because she's your wife. She's got to be nice to you in that way because she's your wife. She's lying to you. And we're just coming off this busy summer with summer blasts. I just took a bunch of kids on a missions trip. And I was, I was hitting this wall Somebody in church that I look up to, somebody I've sat with and he's prayed with me and he's given me advice before, came up to me that on a Sunday morning, handed me a card and walked away. I opened that card and inside it was a note. The note talked about, man, hey, I'm hearing all these stories about kids' lives being changed. I'm hearing what's taking place. 
He goes, and I, I, need, I really been praying this week for you, and I need to share what God's laid on my heart for you. He goes, I want to let you know that you are a leader. You are called. God's equipping you. Keep going after this. Keep building this. And he says, and I also felt like God told me, hey, you need to be prepared because he's going to call you to do something else, something even bigger. And he went on to say, I believe in you. And get ready. And you know what happened? I started to get my confidence back. I started to believe in myself again. Again, just because the words someone spoke to me. There's power in our words. There's power to build up simply what we speak. The, the tongue has the power of life and death. You can bring life to people. Your tongue is so powerful, it will determine the direction of your life. We've talked about a lot of things today here. Many of you get and understand what I'm saying, but this one I feel so many of us, we don't understand this part of it. If we can get a hold of this and let this change our heart, it can change our life. Your tongue is so powerful, it will determine the direction of your life. Again, Proverbs 18, 21, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. In your life, you're eating the fruit of the words you have spoken. Your life is primary where it is today because of what you have said. Understand this, your words have determined where you are today. You are literally eating the fruit of your words. And we see this throughout the Bible. We see this time and time again. Your greatest enemy isn't your job, isn't at your job or at your home or in your school. It's your mouth. That's your greatest enemy. You have dynamite in your mouth and it's determined the direction of your life. This week as I was preparing, I came across this story about a group of frogs. And these frogs were hopping along in the woods they were out. I don't know what they were doing, but they were just taking a little stroll through the woods, hopping along. And that these two frogs fell into a deep pit. And they couldn't jump. They were jumping to get out of this pit and couldn't get out of it. And all the other frogs came around this pit, and they were looking down at them and saying, oh, you're in a deep pit. It's really deep down there. You're not going to get out of there. And the frogs kept jumping and jumping. They came back around and said, hey, do you not hear us? The pit is deep. You're not going to get out of that pit. The frogs kept jumping. Again, they come back. You're not going to get out. You're as good as dead, they told the frogs. So finally, one of the frogs stopped jumping and died. He lay there and died. The other frog continued to jump as hard as he could, and the frogs came back around again and said, hey, stop jumping. You're good as dead. You're never going to get out of that pit. The frog kept jumping, and he jumped so high he got out of the pit. The frogs came around him and said, hey, why did you keep jumping? Didn't you hear us? The frog looked at him and said, no, I'm hard of hearing. I thought you were cheering me on. <laughs> One frog lived because of the power of words. 
one frog died because of the power of words. You know what happens sometimes in life? We find ourselves in a pit. Our words get us there. And that pit, it seems like it's so deep. And we can't get out of that pit because our words have gotten us there. Sometimes we find ourselves in a pit because of the words we said. Sometimes we find our career in a pit because of the words that we have spoken. Sometimes we find our marriage in a pit. Our words have gotten us there. Sometimes we just find our life in a pit. Our words have gotten us there. And I want you to know there's a way out of the pit. The Bible teaches us how to use our tongue in a way to get us out of the pit. And I want to show you three God keys to controlling your tongue. The first one is this, get your heart healthy. A mouth problem reveals a heart problem. A mouth problem reveals a heart problem. Our speech reveals the condition of our heart. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 15, verses 18 through 19, but the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and these make a man unclean. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, theft, false testimony, and slander. Whatever is in your heart will come out of your mouth. Whatever is in your heart will come out of your mouth. Listen, if you're storing up lust here, guess what's gonna, where it's going to come out? It's going to come out right here. If you're storing up the pride in your heart, it's going to come out of your mouth. If you're storing up greed, it's coming here. If you're storing up joy, it's going to come out of here. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to speak with all this joy. And people are going to say, man, why are you so happy all the time? And it opens the door for you to speak more about your relationship with God. But sometimes our heart is so messed up with different things. It's, this is it's coming out this way and we don't, people can't see that we have a relationship with Jesus Luke chapter 6, 45 says, Jesus says, the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. The heart, the center of our being, determines our outward behavior. The only way to change what's coming out of your mouth is to change what's going into your heart. Because you're saying, Garbage in, garbage out. And we really have to take some time to examine our hearts. And I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to myself. What are we put into our hearts? There's times I meet with people and they'll say, hey, Keith, I'm struggling with this, or I have this, this is what's going on in my life. And I'll say, hey, are you, are you, what are you reading right now? What are you watching on TV? They're like, well, man, I'm really watching this great show. And it's, and it's all this stuff that takes place I'm like, hey, there's your problem. You're watching junk. Well, pastor, that doesn't really bother me. I can watch those kind of shows, and they will really never affect my mind or my heart. Listen to what's coming out of your mouth. It is. We got to examine our hearts and say, what are we putting in there? Because if our heart is full of joy, if our heart's full of all these positive things, all that's going to come out of our mouth. Number two, learn to be quiet. 
The reason why you and I have so much trouble is because sometimes we talk too much. The average person speaks 15,000 to 20 words a day, and we need God to help us with our mouths. Psalms 141.3 says, Sit a guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. I love this sermon slide to start out where it has a piece of duct tape on the mouth. Sometimes I want to put a piece of duct tape on my mouth. Church, we need to take this verse and ask God to put a guard over our mouth. We have to understand we don't need to say everything we think. We don't have to say everything we think. And you say, well, pastor, I have some things I need to say. That's probably the problem. We don't need to say everything we think. When we stop talking, you know what happens? We listen. And sometimes that's what's missing. When we stop talking and we listen to what the person is dealing with or listen to the situation, we can figure out what needs to, be, what needs to happen there. But too many times we're all too busy talking. We need to stop talking and listen. James chapter 1, verse 26 says, If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. A loose tongue shows our lack of spiritual maturity. Before you speak, think. Before you speak, think. And I want to show you something with the word think. If you can take the word think and break it down like this, you can take the T and ask yourself, is it true? The H, is it helpful? The I, is it inspiring? The N, is it necessary? The K, is it kind? Before you speak, think. And if you can answer no to any of these questions, to those questions right there, then you know what? Don't say it. Is it kind? No. Then don't say it. Is it inspiring? No. Don't say it. Is it helpful? No. Don't say it. The third thing is this. Get God's help through prayer. Psalms 19.14, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock, my redeemer. Did you notice the mouth and the heart connected together in this verse? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, they're connected together there. And this is a great prayer to pray multiple times a day. Church, I want you to know, I am talking to myself. And this verse right here, I have to pray this multiple times a day. Church, I have to pray about my words every day. Oftentimes before I go into a meeting, I need to pray, Lord, help me to say the right things. You say, well, don't you just have meetings here at the church? Shouldn't they be happy meetings? No, I need to pray because if I go into that meeting grumpy because I didn't sleep well or something bad's happening in my life, things that are, that are kind, of, kind of out of control, things that are bothering me, and I'm grumpy, I go in that meeting and don't pray that way, guess what I'm going to say? I'm going to say grumpy things. And then Pastor Jordan's going to look at me and say, why are you so grumpy? It's 
because of the words that I'm saying. I didn't pray before I went into that meeting. If I'm getting ready to have a difficult conversation, I'm praying because I know I might say something hurtful. I'm praying, God, give me the right words to say. Help me with my tongue. God, help me to say that right thing. And there are times there's something right there on the edge of my tongue. You've been there before, right? And you want to say it. And I'm like, mm, mm, I can't say it. Because it's not going to be helpful. It's going to be hurtful. So I end up biting my tongue more than I should. Because it's there. I constantly need to pray for my mouth. Pray for the words that are going to come out of my mouth. God, help me as I get ready to preach. This week, that's all was, everything I was talking to when I was talking to God. God, help me. Give me the words you want me to say. I don't want my words. I want your words, God. Help me. Think about this. If we can control our mouth, our situations in our life could be a lot better. Are you willing to pray, God, help me with my tongue? Help me with my words. Some of us have a lying problem. Some of us have a gossip problem. Some of us have a cussing problem. Guess what? Get with God to help you with your mouth. He can help you. God, let my words of my mouth and my meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. God, change my heart so my words will change. If you're having a hard time with your words that are coming out of your mouth, just pray, God, help me with my heart so my words are positive. God, help me where my words will encourage somebody. God, help me to change my words. God, help me to start speaking words of faith. Help me to speak truth. Help me to be positive. Help me to speak words that are kind. Help me with my tongue. I'm constantly praying this. God, help me with my words. Why? Because there's dynamite right here. And so many times this dynamite is exploding. And we're causing so much destruction. We need to change that. God, help me with my words. Change my heart. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Our words are powerful. Our words are direct in your life. So today I want to wrap up. I just want to ask you right now just to bow your heads and close your eyes. And maybe you're here today and you say, man, Keith, those broken relationships that you talked about because of words, I have that right now. Can you pray for those relationships? If that is you today, can you just raise your hand? You say, I'm in one of those relationships. They're broken. The words that have been spoken. Okay, hands down. Thank you. Maybe you're here today and you say, man, Keith, my heart, I need to pray for my heart. There's some things in my heart that can continue to come out that I don't want it to come out. Can you pray for my heart? If that is you today, you just raise your hand and you say, man, I just need my heart. Awesome. Let's pray today. Father, we thank you for today.
Thank you, God, for relationships. And God, I pray for the broken relationships in this room today that are broken because of words. God, I pray that we can take our words and heal these relationships, God. God, I pray for the the relationships that are so broken that it's driven people away from church. God, I pray that we can fix that with our words and let that person come back to church and come back to your relationship with you. God, I pray for the people that raised their hands today and it says, hey, man, I got some things that are building in my heart and something happens that, that comes out of my mouth and I need to change that. God, I pray right now you just clean their heart, God. Let our heart be a, a heart of joy. God, let us, our heart be able to communicate words of positive things for you. And we thank you today for today, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, thank you so much for allowing me to share. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Sunday.